0: Tune in every Wednesday at approximately 6.35pm for Leadership Unlearned with your host Maxine Atong as she invites you to suspend all that you believe and know about leadership. We challenge you to take this unlearning journey with us as we reframe leadership for our reality and to serve our vision as Caribbean people. For more information, follow Maxine Atong on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram at Maxine Atong or call 747642 Welcome to Leadership Unlearned. In this program, we invite you, the listener, to examine all that you know about leadership. I am Maxine Atong, I am a certified professional facilitator and just start coach. I work with leaders to help them create self managing teams so that leaders can focus more on their strategic objectives. As we continue to unlearn leadership, I have with me this evening on the line Namala Mirage. And it's a very special time for Namala because I will just say it Happy birthday, Namala! <laughs> Thank you
1: Maxine,
0: (laughs) thank you. So Namala, you are a champion for social justice. So tell us a little bit about that and then we'll
1: delve right into it. So Maxine, I've been uh, working with the social progress interviews. And the social progress interviews is actually my baby that I launched earlier this year during the COVID-19 time. I said, you know, having years of working with NGOs, CBOs, space-based organizations and really um, seeing the need for capacity building and capacity strengthening that I needed to get out there and to lend my skills, my abilities, my knowledge, my expertise that I've gained to strengthen um, these organizations that are doing so much on their own to to plug social ills in, in society. So I decided to launch a Social Progress Interviews, and it's going fantastic. Uh, Chief Social Progress Champion Yay, yay. Um, getting uh, getting out there
0: and uh, sharing my knowledge and expertise. A very noble um, way to be, Namala, and so that's very interesting because you know most times when I speak to people on this organ in this program, I usually speak to people who are in the leadership space within corporate. So how is that different? How is leading an NGO different? If it's different at all?
1: Oh uh, my leadership on learn in many ways and leadership <laughs> learn in in many ways. Uh, in so if I say corporate life corporate life when you when you're in one of the, the key things we, we we um we have the advantage in corporate life is to choose the best of the best from the talent pool. When you're working with uh, social entities, it's not always the case. Mm-hmm. You sometimes you yes you you're able to to have uh, professionals with you, but many also many as well to come from uh, volunteer their service, and uh, therefore you have a range of skills that, that that you you as a as a leader in a uh, social entity social enterprise, and when I say social entity or enterprise. But I'm talking about those, some NGOs, CBOs, state based organizations, uh, that are that are in this space and place out there, um, that are in charge of doing um, support projects for uh, for the community, and therefore one of the key differences that we we ought to recognise is that your talent pool, you don't always get the opportunity to handpick your your talent pool if you. You will be in a position where, yes, you have the opportunity, but sometimes you're not always the custodian um, to, or the champion to, to have that opportunity to, to really bring the best of the best of the expertise um, to, to uh, have that constellation or that team with you to lead the organization. Yes. so That's one of the, the key things between corporate life and mm-hmm. the, the social life. That's
0: so interesting. And I hope that our viewers, you know that we are on Facebook Live and you can call in because it's a call-in program on six two two three nine three seven. You can also just send us a comment or ask a question on Facebook and I will, of course, read it out. And I have with me this evening Namala Maraj, the champion for the Social Justice Institute. And so, Namala, this whole question that you put forward about, you know, it, it seems like, almost a dichotomy here we are the NGO space where people want to do good for the wider community and at the same time the skills and the talent in terms of the talent pool that you have to access as a leader may not be there so how do you build capacity as a leader in these type of organizations
1: that's a very, very good question, Maxine. And uh, we, we gotta recognize. Let me just backtrack a bit too. Sure. To recognize that for some social entities, you, depending on their governance structure, etc., you, they, 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 they put in place the best of the best in terms of their executive board, their CEOs, and, and, and the like, from down to to those that manage the book, from finance um, persons. So, so, public relations, they've got it all, the skill sets. If you think about United Way, they, that's one that comes to mind that, that has, that pretty much is comfortable in, in, in their, in their structure. But then there are a range of, of social enterprises that don't always, um fit that profile. And therefore, if you're in charge of an organization like that, Martin, uh, one of the, the advice I would give to a leader, uh, like that is to recognize uh, recognize the strengths and weaknesses of of your team. recognize the situation because you can't change that situation. Let me give an example for so sometimes for a based organizations the persons that are called to serve in positions or to form that executive body or the the governance body of the of those types of individuals sometimes they're voted in by the membership. And uh, that's a democratic process, and therefore those persons come in. And so you as a leader, you're, you're inheriting, maybe you might have some influence, maybe not. You have to stand on the sidelines to let the, the democracy take its take place. But you've got to recognize that this is the body of persons that are coming in. This is some of the high points, this is some of the, 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 the weak points. This is your assessment. You've got to be able to, to do have that recognition of their skills and weaknesses. And from there, to begin to to look at where the improvement. It's like a development plan you got to put in place for 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 your team, for your governance team, your leadership team. Um, secondly, I would say another in leading in in this scenario, you've got to look at your standards and your your policies and your procedures. Now. For me, that comes very easy in, in saying it, in policies, procedures, what, what that all means, your governing principles, if, uh, what are your rules and your regulations, etc. cetera. Um, but in sharing that to your team, you've you got to remember that the jargon that you would use in the corporate world as it relates to, to governance, standards, performance measures, performance metrics, you gotta uh recognize that you you may not you will need to tweak that language but apply the same principles and uh towards towards that whole governance. And the third thing I would say, Maxine, Maxine, there's so much I can say on this particular theme Not um, <laughs> okay. quick But the third thing I would say, do it by participation. Do not take an approach where you you're going top down, oh I'm the boss. I'm going in there. I'm gonna do all these changes, etc. etc. Do it my way or the highway. No, 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 no. We all know that that principle does not work in a corporate world. It has to be a shared of a, a participatory approach in terms of how things are done with your team in social enterprises. That, and and therefore if you want those changes to, to, to happen, you want those change performance standards and everything, there are ways in which it can be done to get to get it moving in, 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 in that direction. So Martin, I'm going to pause right there because I'm just bubbling with, with so much more I can say on, on how it can be done and how it's, it's, it's customized for, for social enterprises.
0: Yeah, Namala, so, you know, one thing that comes through is, is your pure passion for this. And so yeah. I, I just want to, s- to notice that and, and to appreciate that. And so some of the questions that come up for me as you were speaking would be this question about the change in approach. You know, yeah. you spoke about your participation, the fact that you have standards and policies and procedures, and the fact that sometimes in corporate we use all of this jargon and that it may not be applicable and then you also spoke about the fact that the it's more of a democratic process than a hiring process in terms of the differences between the NGO sector or the social justice sector and what we would traditionally call corporate and uh, and what is even more interesting for me is that within the corporate world we have recognized that we need to change leadership Leadership needs to change in terms of having exactly what you spoke about in terms of this shared approach. So I'm wondering, what does that look like in the NGO sector, this shared approach and and the participation, so that we could probably pull out one or two nuggets that we can probably apply in the corporate world?
1: Okay, sure. Uh, I'm going to use my faith-based organization, the, the mandir that I'm attached to, the Eldorado Ship Mandir, it must have a branch number 51. And uh, in terms of that shared approach and that shared participation, you can easily, I'm, I'm that, but similar principles in uh, a, a governance, a uh, corporate organization. You know, annually, three to five years, there's always a strategic review, a strat plan that moves forward. Um, You've got to be monitoring the external environment and, and looking at, at what's happening there and adjusting to, to your organization similarly in um in the this uh, the social enterprise demanders perspective you gotta apply same principles to to that there and to look at it from a more various approach for with the the, the community that you're dealing with so to, to have them understand that things are changing what do they see as the 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 external trends that are happening in the environment what do you see as the internal trends that are happening in the environment? What do our customers who are, uh, who are our devotees, what do they want? How are they changing? And how do we need to, to adjust our, our plans and strategies? And that co creation comes from discussion. It comes from discussion within the team. It comes from, from looking at and observing and even speaking with, our customers, and bringing it all together in, in an annual fund. So, so that's been one of the best examples I can give in terms of, of that shared approach, that participatory, participatory approach in terms of looking at uh, leading the way for uh, social enterprise.
0: Okay, great. Thank you, Namala. So, just to remind our listeners, this is our call-in program. The number is six two two three nine three seven. 3937 You can always join us on Facebook, and we will be reading your comments and your questions. So some words that you use that I'm really um, very affectionate about, the words co-creation. And, and so, you know, it doesn't sound very different from what we do in corporate what I noticed is that your language is a little bit different. So you speak about customers, we speak about customers as well. And I just got the notion of the strategic plan being processed. You know, so one of the things that, that, I, one the things that I had a question around is what is the role of the devotees in terms of co-creating this and how do you open the door for them to be part of this discussion in the mandira?
1: Another good question. So what is the role? Actually, who, you, you gotta ask yourself, who do you serve? What is the central purpose of this particular institution? And when you begin to ask yourself those, those questions, you realize that you're there to serve those that are the devotees that, that physically come to, to, to your institution. But your devotees who are in the wider community, and once you have that sense, or what I would say, that that um, that purpose outlined or solidly ingrained for for the institution, Maxine, I'm hinting to say, what, understand what the vision, the mission, and the purpose is for this particular institution, and from there you begin to understand who you serve, who are your 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 customers, why are you in existence. And from there, you, you begin to, to realize that the, having uh, charted that out and having that sense of, of, of commonness or goal or thread that's running through, a mantra that's running through with your, your governance team, you're always in tune and looking at your devotees to see where can we always, where can we improve. What's happening? What are they saying? You're also looking at what other institutions, other faith-based organizations are doing and saying as well. So that, and you're also looking at life organizations that you're operating with your sisters and brother, brother institutions within the same faith. What are they also doing that uh, that you yeah, that you're seeing that that's relevant, or maybe? Moving in a different in a different trend that's happening, and as well to so Maxine, in this world that we live in, and what the COVID nineteen the pandemic has brought us is to show how global we are, and uh, brought a whole biodiversity which devotees reside not just in 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 the environment of the immediate community, um, immediate local community, but as well globally, yeah, we mm-hmm. globally. So what are they saying? And based on that. That information and gathering that information, mapping, you can have systematic customer feedback surveys. But I don't, I, I wouldn't want to say that that is something I've tried and tested. My approach has always been, and I, I share this time and time again with my committee to say, please make sure we are in touch with our customers. Go out the speak to them, interact with them, find out what's happening. We use the technology of the WhatsApp chat tube the Facebook messages, always to get their, their their comments and their feedback so that we know what we need to do, that we're on the right path or we need to adjust.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds like a, a continuous um, cycle of touch base with the touch base with the devotees understand what they're saying, looking in the environment see what other faiths are doing see what you want which will meet your devotees demands and this constant co-creation so it, it sounds like it doesn't stop
1: yes and I, I, I'm sharing that you um, think a particular example of the faith-based organization but I also had the opportunity to work with several community groups in the Miyaro area and it's a similar principle when we were talking about social entrepreneurship and, and looking at how best they can lead their social, their, their, their social enterprise out of whether it's their youth group, whether it's their sports group, their, their community center group, etc. It, it's the same principle that, that we were looking at uh, to, to understand the changing external environment, understand who you're serving, who's your target group, and how do you need to to customize what you're doing towards these particular uh segments that, that that you're serving. So it's a principle that I know we we, we speak about in the or we practice in the corporate world, uh, um, Millennial customers, KYC, and it's also similar in in the in the social entrepreneurial world.
0: So what I like about this Namala is that very often at least from my frame I often think of the NGO sector as being very separate and apart from what I would do in corporate and from our conversation today it sounds very much like a lot of the things that we do in corporate can actually translate into NGOs and from your experience is this a regular thing that happens in NGO because I in NGOs because I know that you come from a particular background so you will bring that frame with you but what you've seen in a wider environment, how is how does it play out?
1: So, Martin, it it's, uh how does it play out in the in the real world uh, related to to NGOs and CBOs? Martin, it depends on the maturity of the the NGO and the mm. CBO, yeah. um and who's behind it. So, so, so you have the likes of of the, the United Way, you have certain foundations that, that are out there and they, they're very much solid. They have more professionals than, yes, they are volunteers within the the, the ambit of the, the executive team and the governance team. But they, the, that body of professionals uh, come with a certain knowledge, skills and competencies. Mm-hmm. And you have, uh, you can go into the, the newly launched social entrepreneurs, uh, social enterprises that are now starting up and therefore need to put these principles in, in practice. And so you find those, and you find many of those in uh, coming into the fold of the YBTP, the, the YBTP, the, um, the light wire program, so that they can improve their skills and competencies to apply to their organization. Then you have those that are mature within there, and they begin to move and gravitate towards towards building and strengthening. So it exists. It exists in in the spectrum, and I'm saying, look at the life cycle uh a company's life cycle um how they're moving you can find that those skills and competencies coming into into play there um to to see to to see where they are in the in the spectrum and i would also say it, it it has a lot to do Maxine, with the leader the leader the leader's philosophy um competencies and skills as well Okay, thanks a lot,
0: Namala. I just want to remind our listeners that this is a call-in program. If you have any questions for Namala or for me, six two two three nine three seven. We are also live on Facebook, so you can put your comments and questions there. So we are going to take a break and take a word from our sponsors. Joanne, I have to go in the bank to pay some bills. Mom, remember we're going to sign you up for Republic Online and Republic Mobile. But, but don't I still need to go to the bank to sign up? <laughs> no, Mom. Republic Bank made it even easier for us to sign up. Just visit republicteach.com. Click the Republic Online sign-up banner, follow the instructions, and you're good to go. No need to visit the bank when you can use Republic Online and Republic Mobile. Pay bills, transfer funds to any local bank or to any Republic Bank account. Check balances and more anywhere at any time. Take advantage of Republic's convenient sign-up process and do your banking from home. Log on to RepublicTT.com and find out how easy it is to sign up today. Republic Bank, we're the one for you. We are back on Leadership Unlearned. This is our live call-in program six two two three nine three seven. My guest this evening is Namala Maraj, the champion of the Social Progress Institute. Namala, just before the break, you spoke about the leader's philosophy. What is your What is your leadership philosophy?
1: Thanks, Martin. My leadership philosophy is uh, to to help persons and organization achieve their their worth um, and through that, it, it really, it's really to help yeah, persons to in their self development um, uh, through different initiatives, whether it's one on one coaching, whether it's through capacity building, whether it's, it's a more deep type in training and and development stuff. Um, so that's my, basically, that's my philosophy. And it's also a one of a changing. A mindset of constant changing, innovating, um, re engineering, re looking things. Uh, Martin, uh, you would appreciate if you don't change, innovate, you die. and <laughs> yeah.
0: That's the name of my first book, Namala. Thanks for the plug, Change or Die.
1: <laughs> yes. And that that that, that uh, I go with mm-hmm. um, so helping persons achieve their, their self-development if not if you don't innovate you
0: die yeah absolutely so I want to join you in this notion of self because I think most times you know we look at leadership as something that we're doing and a lot of it calls for us to be it to be something that we're being and so the self is so important because if you do not if you cannot lead yourself how do you lead others. And so, you know, it's really, really cool to have a, a different flavor of leadership online with us because most of my guests, save for one, thus far, have been operating in the corporate space.
1: So, go ahead. Martin, if I may, as well, one of the things that leaders uh, in the social entre- entrepreneurs they ought to be cognizant of is is a leader that can listen. And can really learn from those that have gone by before, and uh, because they have set their foundation. Albeit they it may it, it may need uh, changing and innovating, but understand where you've come from and where you ought to go, yeah. and to take the best that your those that have gone before you and have laid their foundation. Take the best that still applies. And
0: to carry that forward with you. Yeah, so I'm I'm just thinking about what you said before in terms of the life cycle and how much it is that you know, when people when it is we have difference in leaders, how much it is that the new leader also needs to listen and they need to learn from the people who have gone before you. So Namala, in terms of your leadership at the Mandir, who was there before you and what did you learn from them?
1: Okay, so Martin, I, uh, came in as the first female president of... Oh, congratulations!
0: <laughs> That's wonderful. It
1: was, it was oh. a hundred plus years when, uh, Institution. So, we the institution is a 108 years old uh, this year, but when I came in, I think we were I lost track even when I came in. But mm. at, at the hands of of at presidency. Cinemala, so,
0: hold on because I want to. We have a we have a caller on the line. I don't want to sure. keep that caller waiting, and I want to hear this story. Go ahead, caller. You're live with us. Yes.
1: Good evening. Evening. Um, I understand the concept of leadership and how one should operate with respect to visioning and so on. My question relates to when you have parties within the leadership that undermine the vision to the employees. How would you suggest such um, challenges be managed?
0: Okay, thanks a lot for that, caller, Namala, any, any, um, anything you want to share with that, Kola? Martin, can you repeat the question for me? Sure. He, he, the question was... When you have a leadership team and you have parties within that team who are undermining the leadership, how should you proceed?
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> is, and you know what? In every life, even in the corporate life, you've got to deal with that. Yeah. I Just the performance side that I I made um, passing comments to you got to manage performance even in uh, in in social enterprises and there are different ways that you can do that you and let me put it the, the, the most important um, way that uh, or that works to me always keep on track what the goal the objectives and the purpose is you're always gonna find the, the back talk or the the backstabbing. You need to decide where you wanna place your energy and your emphasis in terms of of um of of um gaining credence to to to, to persons like that in the organization. Now I will tell the the, 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 the caller, it is something that you know that it's 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 It can cause you, we are all humans, it can cause you some pain, some sleepless nights. But you as a dealer, and a leader, you got to recognize where you want to place your your emphasis and to, to move forward. So I always have, and I always refer to the robust plan of action year in, year out, that keeps everybody on their toes and everybody busy. And uh, so that there's less, uh, there there's less, what I would say, time to focus on 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 those things. And I would say for for the the caller as well, um, you will face that, but you know what? Celebrate and champion your successes as a team, as a team. And and even get the, the those that are on the NCS line line involves and 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 credit and have that that sort of 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 success and celebration as a team going forward in there. Um, so those are two principles that that that, that work very solidly for me. Hey, and if all those things fail. Call them aside one-on-one and just have a frank conversation with them. You would lose some friends, you would lose some persons, you would have persons who would not want to speak to you, would drop off of, uh, from your radar. So be it. But remember, at the end of the day, you are, you're in charge of an organization with a purpose, with a greater social good. And that's where you're moving
0: forward to. Yes. So, Some yeah. Very sound advice. Thank you, Namala. And and so performance definitely driving, regardless of what sector that you're in. Celebrating the wins, knowing that you can't, you know. One bad apple doesn't spoil the whole bunch, so celebrate the goods. And that's, that's what we have time for today, Namala. So I really want to thank you for being here with me. And I just want to recognize a few people who have joined us on Facebook. So there's Darlene Atong. Yeah, that's my sister. Monique Sidney, who is my cousin. It's <laughs> all a family family gathering. Melba Molyneux, Earl Jean, Brian Harry and Garth Augustine thank you guys for joining me today and I just want to remind everybody to look out for a call to creativity program rekindle your joy reclaim your passion this is a program for women we will be running it from February 2021 to March 2021 so Namala I want to thank you very much and I hope you enjoy the rest of your
1: birthday Thank you, Martine. Thank you so much for having me. And certainly uh have been enjoying my birthday so far and will to continue to do so. And it, I I think this has been one of the best birthday wishes. <laughs> just being on your program and being able to share, you know, just sit down and share some thoughts and insights on leadership online.
0: Good. And I will I'm gonna invite you back because I need to hear the story of this plus organization that had the foresight to put a woman in charge of it so we will talk again thank you so much
1: thank you maxine
0: okay Bye-bye. bye namala